All right, this week on One More Pass, we cover the NFL some more, obviously. We just got word this morning that some Titans and some personnel people have gotten the COVID. Ugh, we're going to see how that plays out. We also talk about Rob's pod, damn it, with uh, like LSU football fans and Joey's Broncos injury report in his pod, damn it. Yeah, it was shocking. I know I'm shocking a lot of people with what my pod, damn it's about. Yeah. So, uh, guys, you guys ready to get going? Unfortunately, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. One more pass. Let's go. Welcome back to the One More Pass podcast, week 10. Guys, we have a special guest on the show today. Do y'all know who it is? Mm, no. No, I don't. Clyde Edwards Healer. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you, can follow us right at, into that. Uh, you can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram and on Twitter. Go rate, subscribe, wherever you are getting this podcast right now, please. That would help us out quite a bit. We're just going to get this going at the top of the show. Last night, uh, Monday Night Football, Steve Levy, just shut up. Please pronounce names correctly. We were talking about this before. Joey, how do you feel about Steve Levy just going in on the somebody e. somebody in the in the production trailer? Somebody needed to cor- I, I know, correct I, him. It was like, and there's a carry by maybe Clyde that's Ed- why he was calling for his glasses. Maybe he needed maybe. To- <laughs> Clyde <laughs> Edwards <laughs> Hilaire Hilaire. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not heel. They were that was annoying. Yeah, and whoever whoever I was listening to uh, call the it was on the radio. I remember. I was coming back home and I was listening to the Dallas Seattle game and they kept saying Dak Prescott, Prescott. It's Prescott, not Prescott, Prescott. <laughs> God, that, that stuff drives me crazy. Well, plus I saw that, uh, uh Patrick Mahomes's mom, that, uh, that like, was for some amazing. reason, like he kept saying Pat Mahomes yeah. the whole game too. <laughs> yeah. Which, which I mean, I have no idea if, if Steve Levy's trying to be like cool hip guy. Yeah. You know I mean? Like trying. Yeah, no, I think, I think just, it was Lewis Riddick that was saying it because he apologized oh, okay. on air. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Her, okay. Yeah. Her tweet pulled up. And it was like, <laughs> his name's not Pat. Right. Stop saying that. And he, I, I think it was Lewis Riddick that was like guilty. That was me. I, I keep doing it. Sorry. Yeah. It's great. Transparency, honesty. Well, I mean, yeah. plus it's like calling you Joe. Joe, yeah. Joe Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. Drummer for Scotty McCreary. That sounds so weird. I, I mentioned this. I think we were, we were done either. We didn't start it last week. We were done, but I think I like all three of those guys, but I think for me, I think this booth is going to fail ultimately. And for me, one of the biggest issues I have is like all three of their voices live in the same yeah. frequency range. Yeah. I, sometimes I don't know who's talking. I noticed that last night. It, it's, I have a really hard time. Like I only, I got home late last night. So I only got to watch the, the last bit of the game. And it was still, I was like, okay, I want to hear. And it was the same thing. It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell at times, especially with, with, uh, with Lewis Riddick and Greasy. Like yeah. Their, their yeah. voices are live in a very similar frequency range. And it's hard to tell who's saying what now freezes, uh, Greasy's, uh, talking most of the time. So yeah, you know, <laughs> Lewis is still, it sounds like Lewis is still having a hard time, you know, getting, getting boxed out, but Greasy's so pumped to be there still. But oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I think Steve Levy's just trying way too hard. The first week of Monday Night Football, it's where you had Fowler and Herb Street doing the first game. That just like edged you to death. Like that was like, oh, this is awesome. And then yeah. now it's just like, oh, this is, yeah. Yeah. I just I kinda can't get just, down with it. I kind of just want two people. I, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. over the three man booth. Yeah. It, we need to just, we need to go old school. Some are all Madden. Just find two great dudes. You know, I mean, listen to, you know, Nance and, and uh, Tony Romo. I mean, it's, they're awesome. 
Yeah. You know, is it too hard to fly back Fowler and Herb Street from their college games to a Monday night game? Like, I know that's a lot of preparation. I, you know, and, and most people don't realize how much preparation goes into, you know, commentators like having to prepare for a game every single week I can definitely afford it. I just don't know why they wouldn't have them just pay him the money. Just, just pay him like an extra, yeah. whatever, how many million a year to, you know, yeah, that's a fly oh, that's private an point. Yeah. Just fly private. Just have him do like a three day week. You know, I just don't see the, but, but yeah, I would just rather have Fowler Herb Street because their voices sound unreal to me right now. Yeah. So we're going to do a little weekly roundup. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I think we forgot that last week. We, we forgot to say where we were. Yeah. Uh, Joey. Uh, so we're on tour with Scotty McCurry. Where are you at this week? Um, This week? Well, we, we had our Ryman show a few weeks ago. So after that, you know, the band, the crew, we're just exhausted. We just, you're still riding the high of playing yeah, the most blessed venue in, in Nashville. Let's just take, let's just, let's just take a couple of weeks off, regroup. And then, uh, the way it's looking right now, we might, we might just take the rest of the year off. Oh so yeah. Stay, stay tuned. Stay but th- you know, we, <laughs> we're, yeah, I'm we're, sorry. I, yeah, that's what that's, God, like every time I, see a musician or whatever, just talking about something I really don't care about that says stay tuned oh, for it's the updates. The, it's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Something new, something exciting in the works. And it's like a guitar, a cup of coffee and a pen. So I can't tell you yet. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> or it's official yeah. <laughs> when it, when it, when it comes out and it's like, it's official in all caps. And it's like, well, first of all, it's, I don't know if this is really worthy of all caps. But. Yeah. <laughs> I like to make this announcement. Yeah. I'm happy to make this announcement. Your music consulting business is finally up and running. Coaching. Yep. It's awesome. official. I'm a real estate agent. <laughs> Get in line. <laughs> Sorry. Me, me along better. with 151 of your other friends. Yeah. God, we're assholes. Uh, Rob, where were you at uh, with Brad Paisley? This well, week? The, the Paisley train still in dry dock. Not, okay. Not, not, you know, it's TBA at this point. Um, but uh, I did have a gig this weekend. Oh yeah. Which that's was right. nice. I actually played my first live gig of the year uh, in front of human souls did a little wedding reception, a little socially distanced uh, wedding reception for, and it was great. It was all, we were all friends. This is a band that I play in regularly guys I've, I've known for years. And was this MIPS? It was. Okay, cool. It was MIPS. Um, wasn't like the regular cast of people. It was kind of bittersweet because it had been uh, Cole um, or Benan Abja. If you, anybody knows Benan keyboard player, he's uh, moving to Phoenix. So it was our last show with him and his last show in town. Is he retiring with all the old people? No, he's got, he's smart. He has other workable, usable skills. He's going to work for a construction <laughs> company in Phoenix and uh, he's still going to play music, but they're just kind of like, eh, Nashville, mm, not so much. Yeah. So I sound um, pretty smart. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. It was great. Um, the one thing I will note, um, so we played at the Hall of Fame in the conservatory and so load in was that afternoon. I didn't get to watch a lot of ball, so... I was listening on the radio, so I had to get there and load my gear in. And it's actually not a bad situation. The whole loading thing wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. You pull in on Fourth Avenue into the into the big the big door, and I'm loading my stuff out. And these, uh, you know, it's a little after four in the afternoon, and these party buses are coming by, and they're like, I've been around loud music all my life, and I can I've built up a certain amount of tolerance. The there was one party barge that came flying by. They were cranking like some little John tune. It, it must have been 120 decibels. It was. Wow. You know, when those dudes pass by you in, in traffic and they're just, they've got all their windows rolled down and they're bumping like really, really heavy bass yeah. rap music. That's what it sounded like. But with 35 people screaming on top of it, <laughs> it's what I would imagine hell sounds like. And that was, that was, and it was, it, I was, I was literally like, I felt like somebody, I was in the shower and somebody dumped a bucket of ice on me. It was just like, Oh, 
fuck, what is, it was like, it, it was that jarring. Yeah. And that wasn't the only one. So other than that, having to go downtown, it was a great, great experience. Yeah, so. for sure. Can't imagine uh, buying one of those high rise lofts for like half a million dollars downtown or whatever else. And have to listen to that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you're know, like, I know that there was like a dispute. Or in the Gulch. In the, too, oh, in the Gulch the too. Because wasn't there a dispute with uh, the amphitheater downtown and residents being like, oh, yeah. like the music's too About loud. the noise level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were complaining after they were the complaining Beck about concert. that. Yeah, oh yeah, which was <laughs> of awesome. All bands, yeah, of all of all people, yeah. But I mean, like, if you buy just like one of those lofts or whatever, and there's like a major like music venue down there, like I like I kind of don't feel sorry for you. Cool, like you bought it. Like there's amphitheater right there. Cool, but like I would just get pissed off every single weekend if there were just like you know, multiple, multiple party buses and like all this shit going on. And it's just like, I just want to sit in my apartment and just enjoy it. But it's like, I can't because Ashley and Jessica just want to come to town for their bachelorette party. Yep. And just uh, pay for overpriced beer and, you know, go on a party barge, which uh, whatever. Where was the, uh, I want to rent actually I, I, to finish up my story and I'm, I'm sorry, oh, sorry. it's so long. I, I, but the idea I had after that is I was like walking after we get done playing, I had to go get my car out of the garage to, to load back in and go home. I wanted my, I had this great idea. I, I want to rent one of those big party barges and then dress every except it's going to be all women, except they're just going to drive around. There's not going to be any noise. They're all going to be dressed like they're in, um, in, um, uh, what's the show on Hulu? The blessed, blessed. Oh, uh, uh, handmaid's tale. Handmaid's yeah, tale. Yeah. They're all going to have the hoods yeah. and the, the red and they're just going to drive by like completely silently, no noise. They're just going to stare at each other just for like four hours, just in the middle of all that shit, just drive around. Let's do it, man. That's, yeah. a, that's a good idea. Oh, quick question. Uh, so how much was parking this time for you? It wasn't that bad. Uh, they were, apparently there were spots on the street. I couldn't find one, but I ended up parking at the convention center. And it, was oh, 10, not, it was 10 bucks. That's not bad over there. The convention yeah, center is, is my go-to for, yeah. you know, anything at Bridgestone or. It was a little way. bit of a walk. I had to walk like three blocks, but you know, I felt safe and. Oh yeah. Cause uh, mine used to be the library building because when I first moved yeah. to town, that was the, that it was, was like $3. Yeah. Like, weekends, we, whatever. But now it's like 10, 15 bucks. And you're just like, oh, shit. yeah, yeah. I officially feel old in town saying, oh, um, I was going to parking lot was $3. Yeah. Oh, $3. Yeah. Well, and we're giving you feedback on it. Like, oh, true, we're yeah. excited. <laughs> I, I could keep going. Um, I was going to ask where the Michael Ray train took you this week, but I'm also wondering, is that a Michael Ray hat? Oh, actually it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is. Um, it barely, did you buy it? Did you buy it at the show? You didn't play? Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. (laughs) I actually bought it from his website so he can hopefully still employ us next year. I got, (laughs) you know, just trying to put some money back into, you know, the thing that feeds our family. Hey Um, man, can you cancel my order? Um, I ordered 20 hats to try to make it look better. Can you just send me one and then cancel (laughs) the other 19? Oh no, I actually have these, uh, just like in framed, you know, cases in my room just so I can stare at them every single morning whenever I wake up being Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's my guy. But no, the microwave train uh, was still off. We're still off. I actually went on. God, this sounds this sounds really terrible to say, but I actually went on our master tour to see where we were going to be uh, this weekend, and we we're supposed to be out west somewhere. And I like actually just went down memory lane, so I just like opened up my Yelp app and started just looking at all the coffee shops and restaurants I could have gone to. But you know, yeah, you know, that's like, sad. Yeah, that's 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 kind of tough to do. I had to delete. Uh, you know how you have to go back and you can reload the year. Oh, like yeah. I because it was kind of sad. Yeah, for sure. Especially, uh, I think the week in Europe when I looked, it was like, oh, we were leaving for Europe today. Oh, I'm, like, I'm going to go ahead and just delete that. We were going to have like, I think three days off in Amsterdam this well, year. Well, I mean, like at least you guys don't have to hear it from the Europeans about how Trump's an idiot. So, because that's always the conversation going <laughs> I, over there. That is so, we were there in October. 
It's and like every single cab driver in London. It would be like, what's the, I can't, I'm not going to pretend to do an accent because right. I can't, but basically what's the deal with your bloody president? And I mean, it was immediate course, which I loved. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, most people don't realize, okay. Oh, cool. Like you play the show. Awesome. Like you go out and meet with fans, like you go out to bars around the venue, uh, just over in Europe. Like everyone's super nice. Most of the time it's, it's great. Well, except France, you know, France fucking hates us, but you know, of course like you go out and it's like, it's awesome. And then like, once you get past like the conversation of, Oh, Hey, great show. Like literally the first words out of the mouth is, yeah, what the fuck's going on with your president? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, oh, that's very uh, true. Whatever. But I guess uh, this isn't a, a political podcast, but it may turn into one eventually, but who knows? But yeah, everything's so, political, Kyle. Yeah, so true. we might as well just go ahead. And Shut up. Just do your podcast. I don't want to hear your opinions. Just talk about sports. But um, yeah, we're still off the road and I, I looked at Yelp, felt really terrible about myself and just sad. Once like the middle of October gets here, no matter what, like if it's pandemic or real world, my mind always shuts off anyway, just being like, oh, it's winter time. We're not going to work anyway. Right. So like once we kind of get past October going into November, I think I'll feel better about things just because it's natural for all of us to be like, yeah, we're not working. So yeah. there's that. So that was our weekly roundup. And um, yeah, do you guys want to get into it? Yeah. yeah. What should we, should we dive into the NFL or yeah, I think so. college ball or what's the, uh, let's dive into the NFL because uh, this morning we found oh, out yeah. that the Tennessee Titans have had a couple of players and a couple of uh, personnel people uh, test positive for COVID. And um, Rob, you brought up that there was a person that didn't make the flight yeah, it was Shane, it was uh, announced just kind of very briefly yesterday. Like I was listening to one of the sports talks, and they well, I would say briefly they they talked about it for a few minutes, but it kind of got like, well, you know, he's in protocol. But Shane Bowen, the linebackers coach, didn't make the trip to Minneapolis, and I guess you know from what we heard just a few moments ago, yeah, that they're locking down the facility, no practices until I guess they said Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Uh, it doesn't sound like that game is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I I Pittsburgh. just look, I just saw on Twitter uh, the Vikings are saying they've had no positive tests. That's good. Which is which is good for them. Well, hopefully they're telling the truth because we all kind of think this whole thing about the Titans is a little bit funky. Yeah, just it it seems that in in this age of of Twitter and press conferences and everything, the fact that the coach was tested positive on Saturday, they played a, a big game on Sunday, and it wasn't known to the public until late, you know, Monday afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see what the NFL has to say about that. Uh, cause it sure seems the, you like that. The, <laughs> <laughs> I stole Rob's. I don't want it. I'm gonna, I don't want him to ever live that down. <laughs> oh my God. Hey man, if like, I die, I die, man. <laughs> you like that. Sorry. Continue. Uh, Joey. I don't know if I can after that, <laughs> that, uh, anyway. Um, so hope, hopefully, you know, for the Vikings, they'll have no positives. Um, but what Rob was saying, I, I don't see, you, you can't play the game on Sunday. You know, I don't know if they could potentially look into a Monday or a Tuesday. We knew there was a very real possibility of this happening. I was talking to you guys before we started. I have been guilty of thinking that the NFL has done such a great job, which they have mm-hmm. better than any, any league that has done it outside of the bubble so far but it's still real. And this, you know, even though we're almost four weeks into the season, this is still a real possibility. Um, so for me, I think this is for, for the schedule and the, and, and the league to make it through this year is going to depend on what they do for this. And it sucks. I mean, if Titans fans, Steelers fans, they're both three and zero. 
the Titans were going to have is it seven thousand, seventy five hundred, something like that fans in the stands. I don't think anymore. Oh, yeah. Do you think they'll have that or not? That's, I mean, that's another that's another point too. It's that that that's a reasonable question. You know, maybe they does that just stay a city decision or is the league going to pull completely back on any kinds of fans? It it, it brings up this is this is a scenario that kind of was everybody's nightmare. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted it to happen. Now it has. And now let's see what Goodell and the NFL uh, do about it. But whether it's a, I think you got to look at a real, there's potential that the game gets canceled. If that happens, okay. Are we going to have some teams that only play 15 games, 14 games? How's that going to affect seeding? I mean, it's, it's an issue. It could be a potential just nightmare disaster of a mess. Hopefully that the NFL like Goodell just kind of, you know, like the calls come from the top down and not just have teams try to regulate it themselves, which like, I don't think they would do that after watching, you know, baseball and all that stuff. So hopefully like all the decisions will just be cool, top down, boom, this is what we're doing. Cause I hope that, you know, like whatever they decide to do, this will dictate the rest of the season in terms right. of, you know, like if this does happen, like uh, just like with other teams or whatever else, you know, I just really hope that they take like the necessary steps and, and, and don't try to get too arrogant or cocky about this whole situation being like, oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll handle it. It's fine. But hopefully they'll put in some protocols and some stuff in place to where hopefully, you know, like they do have to cancel one game. Hopefully that's the worst that's going to happen with this whole thing. Yeah. So Rob, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they'll handle it as sternly and as quickly as they handled the, the coach mask fine thing, which I thought, and, and <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about this last week. Of course, we know Goodell and the league have been very, when it comes to conduct or misconduct and how they adjudicate that and, 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 you know, levy fines and always we've seen over the years, it's been very like, really, he got that for that. And then this dude got, I don't understand. You've got 53 guys running around and I'm standing on the sidelines and you're going to bust coaches. To me, it just seems like a very, it's, it's about more about keeping up appearances and letting everybody know they take it seriously, which not having any, any fans in the stands. That's, that's, you know, now I don't, it's not like I have any sympathy for these coaches because a hundred grand is like a week's pay or, or, or whatever. Some of these guys. So it just seems when you have other players that aren't wearing masks on the field, why is that such a big deal? If everybody's being tested every day, it's, it's very much a, a, a performative thing for me to me. It's just like, they're trying to keep up some kind of appearance and that's a lot of money. So what are you doing with it? Are you going to, I say, if you're going to, if you're going to find guys that much, then, then donate the money to COVID research. Yeah. Or, or some charity, which or I some, think I, they are. Okay, they, they are. It's all going to some good, some charity. But am I alone on this? I just felt like it's like, yeah, there's there's a hundred dudes standing around without masks on, and you're going to bust these coaches for not wearing a mask. Now, now, granted, I don't like Pete Carroll as much as you do, probably <laughs> near as much as you do. But but uh, but like really, like I I I don't I really don't see what that they probably go like eh, okay whatever it's a couple less you know a couple less cases of chewing gum for old Petey you know, for the year. But I, I, I agree with your take, Rob. I do think the league is trying to make a very salt, very hard stance on it. Um, as they should to a certain degree. I mean, that fine is, that's a, that's a big fine. I mean, you, you know, you see about like, we're seeing guys that, that do far worse. Get, get, getting fun. Yeah. Um, I will say Vic Fangio went from the, he, he went to the shield this week. Saw a few more guys doing a shield. Um, that's what I would do because I hate wearing a mask. Yeah, it's tough. Well, and, and I do agree. You know, if you've got coordinators, position coaches, when the players are coming over to the sideline and they're in close contact, I mean, they're right in their face talking to them. That seems to be 
does that defeat the purpose of just the head coach wearing the mask? The only thing I could think of is maybe, um, maybe having to do with the referees, which they're wearing masks. I mean, I don't know if you saw last night when there was a call that was a pretty lame call. I mean, really, Har- there was a lame Har- call this weekend. Harbaugh blew up. I mean, was screaming at this line judge, and he had his mask down. He was. I mean, he was if he had COVID in that moment, the line judge is, <laughs> is tested. Oh, positive probably everybody this. in that blast radius yeah. got it. So, again, I think you you know these guys aren't in the bubble. I also I I think that coaches are probably the least likely to maybe not even leave their office for the entire week or probably just go to their office and literally go home for four hours, you know, sleep, see their family for two seconds and then go right back. They, they, to me, coaches seem way less likely to, you know, go somewhere where they could, they could possibly get in, uh, get yeah. infected and come back to spread it. Um, and like you said, they're getting tested every single day. So I think it's a, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it just felt very, it just like they we're trying to make some kind of show of like, we're taking this serious. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you're already like, well, and obviously this is, these are the teams that are doing, you know, some teams are not going to like LA, the LA and New York teams aren't going to have fans all year in Las Vegas, by the way, hats off to <laughs> the Broncos, the, the putting the cardboard cutouts of the, the city of, of <laughs> South, awesome. the town of South park in the stands was that literally, that's my favorite thing that happened this weekend. Now, if now if Titans don't have fans, they should just cut out the squid billies. Put them in the stands. I had more, but that was that made regarding that, that game. I mean, from friends that don't care at all about football, and it was like this is the greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen. You know? Really, because I'm in pain on the floor right now after watching that game, and and I'll save it for pod. Damn it! Yeah, the Broncos are almost to a San Francisco territory with the injuries on the injury front. Yeah, hey, you know what? Pretty I mean, have to eat my words. They, granted, they beat the Giants, but they they kind of pounded them. That, that was yeah. a very substantial win. I may have to, I mean, they're still not winning that division, but I think I declared them as fucking done. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I will be gladly eat my words on that, but yeah, they, they won pretty soundly. Well, first off, like yeah. what does it say about just like the state of New York football? Oh, you know, cause giants are terrible. Jets are terrible. And you would think that in the biggest city, well, just like one of the biggest cities in the world, obviously like the biggest city in the U S like in terms of, you know, just like sports craziness, it seems like, both football teams just got waxed. They're by, terrible by like essentially, well, I mean, second string team with the uh, 49ers, yeah. you know, I mean, like, where do you think the giants and jets go after this? I think if, uh, when, when the jets lose to the Broncos, I don't, I don't think Gase <laughs> makes it. I don't think Gase makes it halfway through this year. I yeah. mean, his seat that that's the only thing that really scares me about Denver potentially losing. Number one is that we could be potentially starting our third quarterback in four games. Um, Blake Bortles, man. But the fact that Adam Gase, former Denver Broncos offensive coordinator, didn't leave on the best terms. And he, the one time the Broncos played his Dolphins, um, they, they, they beat up on the Broncos pretty good. So yeah. I can see him just doing absolutely whatever it takes to win this game. And it's I, honestly, I, I, I hope Sam Darnold goes somewhere else and gets a legitimate shot. Yeah. Because I think he could be a pretty decent quarterback. Yeah. He, he definitely has the, he's got the tools. I feel bad for him. Um, they're just a, they just seem to be a poorly, there seems to be more from top down. There just seems to be really poorly run football teams. Yeah. You think with that much money, those people would make better decisions. It's just, yeah. And it's cyclical too. You know, they'll eventually the, the teams that are really, you can't stay on top forever, especially, in, I mean, obviously the, the, the Patriots have, have won a lot of Super Bowls, but they've done it, you know, over what, six Super Bowls over 20 
one year. Brady was there, yeah, yeah. 20 mm-hmm. years. So, you know, that that I think we can all lock arms and say that that dynasty, and, and, and Cam is great, but, you know, I can't see them repeating that or continuing it with that kind of frequency. But, yeah, they're just, those two teams just have, and, and granted, the Jets have been historically yeah. bad. Well, yeah. I mean, I cannot remember the last time they had, like, when did they go? When was the last time in their playoffs? Like when we talked about Sanchez, Sanchez, what was that? Like maybe right. 10, 10 years, years ago? ago? Yeah. yeah. They played Denver when Parcells was there for a little while. They played Denver in the AFC championship, which I guess would have been 99. Mm-hmm. But I mean, then we're talking 20 years. Yeah. And then Broadway Joe in Super Bowl three. Yeah. But that was almost, yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, so we, you know, they're the Cleveland Browns have had better, yeah. luck at, you know, and being a consistently, you know, viable team. So God, they're just, yeah. Gase won't make it. I don't think, <laughs> I don't know how Dan Quinn survives. If, oh they, if they do that again, if they shit the bed in the fourth quarter again, I mean, it's bad enough that you lose again in the fourth quarter, pretty sizable lead. What was it? 15 points. So two scores. Yeah. But you were beating a really shitty quarterback and you had the game in the bag. Yeah. And then Nick Foles comes in and throws three touchdowns in what I think he, and he did throw an interception it was six right? minutes in six minutes. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think it was less than that. I think it was like five and a half, minutes. five and a half. God, that is just, I, I, I don't, I don't have the words and I know they're a young team and they had, they've got, I think they've got some pretty significant injuries, but like, that's just, you know, Foles, man. Big Dick Nick coming off the bench. Yeah, first off, like, I don't see how he's still a backup in the league. Because he's incredibly inconsistent. Yeah. Because like I said, he'll start next. He'll start this week. I don't know who Chicago plays, but I guarantee you. Oh, they already they already named him. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, he's he'll, starting. He'll, he'll, if, it, if not this week, it'll be, he's, he's, he's like Fitzpatrick 2.0. And I love him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. When he first came out, I had him on my fantasy team. He got me, when he was in Philadelphia, he got me a lot of points. Which, by the way, did I mention that I really crushed in my Oh uh, yeah, you yeah. did. I've got, I've got a you ten, saw this ten, 10 pages of text to prove it, but now we, now I got the audio <laughs> as well. <laughs> Just wanted to go on record for that. I crushed this week, 175 points. Thank you. Uh, but the, yeah, he's, I, I, I love him. I think he's great. I, watching him catch that pass in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That, that what was, a great that, play that call. Gave, that was, that was a little boner inducing, especially, you know, who, considering who they were playing. Uh, I love the dude, but he's, you know, he is wildly inconsistent. I was going to ask if you guys had like kind of an overview thoughts of the games, any hot takes um, in, in games that you saw my Patrick Mahomes last night. Yeah. We should I, just start referring to him as machines. Machines. Yeah. Machines. That's my, my Patrick machines, my, my typo, <laughs> my auto. I was texting the guys trying to text Patrick Mahomes and it, it auto corrected to machines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I sent a gif of a robot. And then Joey just didn't respond to it. So I don't think he got the joke. So he just thought, were you nervous? Were you like, well, yeah, Den- Denver's not playing. Ten- well, yeah. Cause every time you don't answer now, like, it's like, Joey oh, shit, he's mad. <laughs> Joey's mad for like three days. And then like, I'm just wondering if he's going to walk through the door to record yeah. this podcast every yeah. week or if I have to send that was the cops like, yeah. over to his I think house. It was it. A I think your text check. about 10 PM last night was like, you think you're going to be able to make it over tomorrow? <sighs> Joey? It's like, I had 24 hours to, to get over the lot. Yeah. Mahomes looks, he threw four touchdowns, ran for one, should have had five. Yeah. It was a tough catch, but I, I don't know how you stop that yeah. offense. And I know there's, you know, Wilson loves to tweet, I love Jesus after he, you know, 
throws for a million touchdowns. He is having a... It's unbelievable. He and Mahomes, in my opinion, are neck and neck for the MVP. Yeah. I did see Pro Football Talk this morning said that the Seahawks, they've allowed more passing yards the first three weeks of the NFL than any yeah, other their defense is not very good. So if there's any quarterback in the league that can literally keep up with that, it would be Russell Wilson. The reason I would give Mahomes and the Chiefs and not over the Seahawks is the Chiefs defenses. Yeah. Ooh. Unreal. My brother texted me. My brother texted me last night. He's like, how, how is it? How are these guys under the salary cap? Like, how do they have so many good players on offense and defense? It's incredible. So the chiefs look absolutely unbeatable. We have to play them twice. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. Uh, Wilson again, doesn't miss on a deep ball. I loved seeing Metcalf, the, the ball knocked oh, out man, on the one right. yard line. Oh my gosh. How, s- how is that still happening? Yeah. Don't know. Just run into the end zone. Then, well, then celebrate. Don't yeah. slow down. I just, I, I mean, like, I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, no shit, I'm getting the points. Yeah. Then he just slows down and apparently he didn't th- think that, you know, like the back was behind him. Again, we have, like, a, we, we have a, a fundamental rule being forgotten in the, in the heat of play, which part of it I can forgive, but like, man, you, you, it's like play to the whistle, like keep running yeah. until you hit that white stripe and then you can yeah. do your, you know, do your celebrating. What a, what a, and, and you know, that, that was a, that was a close game that could have, you know, they needed those. Yeah, absolutely. They needed those six points. And that, that would be a, as a head coach or a position coach on a staff, I would, the rule would be, you're going to get cut the next, you're going to be fined a million dollars or what, you know, something yeah. ridiculous. If, if you ever drop the ball before you get over the goal line, it seems like something that you would want to explain to your toddler, you know, <laughs> we're not going to drop the ball uh, until we get outside or something like that. Like this is not, it's not hard. And his, his disgusting fluorescent green pacifier mouthpiece that was wagging. Can we just talk about that? Green is just the most, it's awful. Color. It's like, that's the the t-shirts that guys that are picking up trash on the side of the road that are on prison release. Yeah. It's really the worst fucking color ever. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say that. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not, it is, it, it's just, I mean, it's, do you want it? We can talk about I love, how much we hate Honestly, I really love that whole, when they changed the the scheme, like they went to the darker uniforms. Like I really love their uniforms. They're badass, but that somebody's like, man, I think we got to throw the screen in there. It'll really make it. Better. Oh, the worst are when they do the, uh, the color rush oh. on Thursday night. And oh, it looks yeah. like they're the highlighters. The Seattle it's highlighters. Just, it's really the, that, that color just needs to be banished. Uh, going back to uh, DK Metcalf. Like it was just like, okay, cool. Like he, you know, like had the ball punched out. Just obviously just like a bonehead mistake. Then like he caught another touchdown pass just like late in the game. Yeah. But then like he had the audacity to like celebrate. Like it was like the biggest thing ever. I'm like, dude, right. you shouldn't be fucking celebrating this yeah. right now. Like yeah. you almost cost Go your team the fucking sit game. your ass down. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and think about what you did. Which that so, is, I mean, if you, I had a couple of Seahawks buddies, of course I couldn't wait to text him after that happened. Yeah. Carol's a great coach, but the price that you pay, there's always that. He's not, he's not a super disciplined dude, mm-hmm. you know? So you could argue that, that his that holds the Seahawks back in in some ways. Yeah, you know, I mean, look at him. He's chomping on his gum. He's 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 jumping. Football's fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Relax. My friend texted yeah. me when I sent that to him. He goes, "Carol doesn't care. He's just inviting the players out the for, Logans. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Out, out to the Alamo <laughs> Freeze for like a Sunday or something like that. You know. <laughs> um, so any surprises in the league? Surprise games? Uh, I mean, like I still think yeah, like Adam Gase is going to get fired. Just one quick thing, going back to uh, talk about Sam Darnold and like actually had this thought about top of the draft, like NFL players, players coming out of college, 
right? Say like your Trevor Lawrence. Awesome to be like a number one pick, but you are historically going to go to a really shitty team. So like, do you think that players would rather drop lower in the draft, get paid less money and go to a better team? Or do you think you should be like Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence coming in and just going to a historically bad team to have the risk of, oh, this may not work out. And like, I could get replaced in about two or three years. And then I'm just a backup forever at that point. You know I mean? Like, do you think like they would rather, you know, go to a team that's actually good, drop lower in the draft or have the pride of being like, Hey, number one pick getting paid all this money. But then if that doesn't work out for you, historically, you're kind of done. So like, what would you rather do drop in the draft or go number one? And well, let's look at where was, where was Mahomes taken? Was like he third, third or fourth, right? Okay. Yeah. So he was definitely off first rounder. Let's just look at the two biggest contracts signed in the off season. Maybe Wilson's was last year, but w- Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You know, lower round, low, low round quarterbacks. If you go to a team where you have a chance to be successful, you can des- absolutely destroy the bank signing your next contract. Like Wilson did like, uh, uh like Mahomes did. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would think those guys, even though it may not pay off as much initially, um, I mean, look at all these, look at all the the first round quarterback. It would be interesting to look at the first round quarterbacks the last few years and see how it's going for Marcus Mariota, Mariota, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, Burrow. I mean, Burrow's getting killed. God, did you see that hit? Oh my God. I I honestly thought he might, he just might not even get up. I guess the first time I saw it, the, the field of, of, it was like a forced perspective thing. So I couldn't like the first time I saw it happen so fast, but I thought his helmet flew off, but that was the little orange, the little oh, uh, yeah. sign on the, you know, the little uh, yard marker sign on the, on the sideline. I thought his helmet had come off. I got just, he'd got decleated, but he, he popped right back up. Yeah. Tough He's kid, tough. Man. He's a tough kid. So yeah, these, I, so I would say, I, I think it's much better for them to go in, in lower rounds to go to a team that's competitive. Cause as you said, if, if, if you have the number one draft pick, you're, you're a, horrible football team. Yeah. It's not, you have a couple things to work on. It's no, it's like years and years of rebuilding trying yeah. to, you know, exactly. Yeah. And if you look at teams that hit the jackpot with quarterbacks, again, Mahomes, Wilson, they get them in these, even Brady. I mean, low, I hate to say it. Absolutely. You know, seventh just, round, you get them in these lower rounds. You don't have to pay them these monster contracts for the first four to five years. You can build up the rest of your team. And then when the time comes, you can pay them and you can do that. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be my, my preference. I, I, I'm not huge on, I, I would say quarterbacks in, in, in lower rounds. Yeah, for sure. Rob, I totally agree. And I, I think a lot of that, how we were overvaluing these players that have never played a, a down a professional football. I think sports agency has gotten its fingers around the throats of the game and really it, it, at least from where I said, I, ha- I haven't read all the, I don't know everything there is to know, but it just feels like, I don't know what they're telling these kids when they sign them. You know, I'm not sure what Burroughs contract was, but hopefully he kept that in mind because he's a good dude. And I know he's, he's not touching any of his salary. He's just living off his endorsement money. Skyline Chili has Skyline Chili has since he got him yet for that. I don't know. I didn't see him in the new Heisman house commercials. Does it take a while? <laughs> oh should, yeah. He should be, it, he should be in there. It must be. Yeah. It must take a little while. Uh, COVID there's nothing being produced right now. True. Well, well no, they, they have new, they I'll have like the Coca-Cola commercial that you went off on. Oh my God. Yeah. Every, yeah, every time I, <laughs> every time I see that now, I just, but you, I, okay. I, 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 I must not pay attention to commercials. Cause like, you know, cause like game goes a commercial and I'm normally like cool daughter, you know, we're playing and stuff. So like, I still haven't seen that commercial yet. 
Yeah. Th- maybe they have taken it out of the heavy rotation, but, but no, I they, saw it a couple times on Saturday. Yeah. Rob it's, Mitchell it's just ridiculous. single-handedly yeah. took down that commercial. Yeah, <laughs> good. If there's one thing good I did this week. But yeah, I I, I think sports agency, sports agency, you know, they're just what they're selling these guys. Like, yeah, when you're coming out of college and you're this blue chip recruit all the way and you go up and you, you win the Heisman or whatever, you know, you're this great player in college, you know, yeah, your, your chances of succeeding, even if you're the most highest elite player at your position in the NCAA, your chances are still of succeeding, you know, so you might as well get paid. Yeah. And, and yeah, I get that. I understand it. But if you're a quarterback, you're going to the Bengals or you're going to the fucking jets. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get my spine rearranged. You know, I want, I want some, I want a good, you know, I want my blind side being taken care of. So, but I I don't know if that really, I don't know. I think we live in this era where people are so concerned about getting paid. I, I don't think Burroughs like that. I think there's a lot of guys that probably have, a better head on their shoulders, but you know, and you just see now like that, that guy, Vic Beasley, that the Titan sign, you know, they knew he was an issue in Atlanta and he doesn't even really, I mean, he played pretty good the other day, but like he, that dude wants to be a preacher. He doesn't even really want to play football. Yeah. And they knew that they were, it's like, and you're spending 9 million bucks on a dude that, that just showed up on the third game of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it just, it just, there's so much that can go wrong in people's heads. So it's just hard to, for me, I just, you just have to sit back. It's like, well, I don't know. What, what would I do if somebody was giving me $23 million to play? Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, like, wasn't Eli Manning the last quarterback to be like, no, I'm not going to this team. Like, you need to trade me or something right. like that, like before the draft. And yeah, right. of course, I mean, like, we haven't seen that since, which, you know, like, I think that's more of a, you know, I guess like a courtesy thing these days. But, but yeah, I mean, like, just, just thinking about Joe Burrow, Sam Darnold, these awesome, you know, college quarterbacks who have great potential. But then like their career could just get you ruined after two or three years of being like, oh, well, I haven't had any protection. Like who's to say that like they're not getting hit like 20, 25 times a game. Yeah. You know, that's like, well, you know, it, you know it's kind of disheartening to to see that because then like there's the fine line of, yeah, like in college, obviously, you know, like you want to compete, like you want to play at the highest level. I mean, like you want to be great. But then there comes the price of, yeah, like I may get drafted to the NFL first round. Awesome. But then, gosh, there's like a million things that could happen, you know, coaches, O-line, shitty franchise and shitty organization. Yep. You know, like you're going injuries. Into, yeah, injuries too. It's just like, man, I mean, like what's, yeah, I just don't know what's what's best, you know, going up top or just, you know, kind of getting by and then, you know, getting drafted like in third, fourth, fifth round to a better team. Yep. You know, I well, just I don't th- know. I, I think that this actually is a reason why I think the NFL could use a a, a league. What's the, what's the word? Like a minor league? Yeah, like a minor league. Um, it's like a developmental Absolutely. Something. Not yeah. only to the, in my opinion, in sports, I think that a quarterback position is one of the absolute hardest positions to play. And it's obviously such a big jump from college to the NFL mm-hmm. and the demand that's put on these guys, especially when they're starting week one, you look at a borough fans and I'm guilty of this too. We're not giving guys two years to develop. And like, we just know the next two years are going to, they're not going to be that good, but we're looking forward to three years down the road. You kidding me? I mean, we're screaming at our TV that first week. Yeah. Um, who was the guy that uh, Josh Rosen? What did he have? One year in Arizona, and as long as teams can hit, occasionally hit a, a Kyler Murray, a Russell Wilson, a Mahomes, those guys are so rare. But as long as there's the chance that you can get them, teams aren't willing to dive in and 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 develop and take the time that they need to put into a quarterback. Because, like I was saying earlier. They have to hit. They 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 need to be effective in that first their rookie contract, because if they're not, and you got to go out and spend 
$30 million to get a Kirk Cousins. I mean, my God. Yeah. <laughs> look, look at, look at Kirk. If I die, I die. Cousins. That guy has made so much money and he's getting paid so much money to be incredibly average when it comes to, you know, statistics and wins. And so it, it, it is tough and it is never, it's, it's never ending. It's the hardest position to draft for Denver got drew lock. Everybody was super stoked. His, his career record is four and two as a starter. He's been hurt twice. And there's literally people in Denver. They're like, get him out of there. Guy can't do anything. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, the guy like he's hurt. You know, he hasn't, it's brutal. I'll try to say that for pod. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. Pod damn it. Pod damn it. Pod damn it. All right. We're back. It's everybody's favorite portion of the show each week. It's pod damn it. And, uh, oh, quick question. Like, did you guys catch the, uh, the sweet sound effect I put in last week or do you guys not even listen to yes, the, the playback anymore? Very nice. Yeah. Got it. I pod did. I'm, I must've missed it. It's like an echoey thing. Pod damn it. Pod damn it. Pod yeah. Damn it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. great. Yeah. And is it all three of our voices? Yeah. It? Yeah. I, that's very awesome. nice. I found it separately. Yeah, so I'll go in and change my, my review. I only gave us three stars. <laughs> okay. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to add the Ramit theme song in there too. <laughs> I know. Eventually one day I will. Marlins will soar at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, uh, one side note before pod damn it, uh, saw apparently baseball wildcard playoffs are going on. Or yeah, oh, and, start and, today or tomorrow. And congratulations. Not that anybody gives a shit. Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, won the NHL Stanley Cup last night. Shout out Blake Coleman. If anybody doesn't know, one of the guitarists I play with, uh, with Michael, Jeff Coleman, his brother is Blake Coleman of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So we feel some sort of, uh, you know, That's pride awesome. and yeah. ownership, yeah. which is great. We actually got to see him play in New Jersey before he got traded and before COVID happened. And uh, that was pretty awesome. So he, he hooked everything up. We saw him play in a game and then like, and well, then the next morning we actually did good morning America, which was probably, was a terrible idea because we're sitting there just like crushing beers in the family suite. Oh yeah. In uh, New Jersey. And then we were just like, Oh, we have to be up in four hours. <laughs> So uh, that was fun. So congrats, Blake Coleman. That's super awesome. cool. And that probably felt, I mean, that, that's got to feel kind of good too. If you're like, you know, at your brother's, your brother's a professional athlete. Yeah. NHL player. And you're like hanging out the player suite, like going to this game. It's got to feel kind of good for him to be like, wow, we're, we're playing good morning America. Oh, totally. Morning, you know, <laughs> um, which I don't have to tell it at some point. I, I do need to tell. It's one of my favorite stories of all time. The, the time I met, Duff McKagan from Guns, Guns and Roses in New York City, and it's along those lines of me having something to semi brag to him to about. To brag about, cool. But, uh, <laughs> that that'll be something something for everybody to look forward to. Oh, yeah, good, nice. I need, we need some of that. Stay tuned. Um, I know, but uh, just one last story too. We played the uh, the Strawberry Festival. Oh yeah, in Tampa, Florida, right? Rob, mm, you've done and, it. Oh done yeah, that many that, times. And that backstage catering. Oh, it's how many times? So you, good. It is, but how many times you God. hit your head? And oh, going yeah. under the same. Uh, yeah. Probably about 18 yeah. Yeah. bumps. So that was one of our five shows we played this year. And that was right when uh, Blake actually got traded to, to the Lightning. So Jeff was just like, dude, what are the odds? We're playing in Tampa, Florida Strawberry Festival. Dude, like, I'm going to go see my brother. Oh, by the way, like, he just, you know, like, had their baby daughter. Oh, awesome. Cool. Great. Great setup. And Jeff was just like, yeah, like, I'm going to go see them in the hospital. Do you guys want to, you know, come with or are you guys going to hang out here? And I'm like, going to go fucking see your brother and his wife <laughs> in the hospital Jeez. with their so that's literally it's like two day you know two day old child can you even say baby that's like infant newborn yeah 
That's like two hospital. days. Yeah, I'm going to pass. Wait, that being said, I would have taken him up on that offer just to get the <laughs> hell out of that place. Well, <laughs> well I mean, point. then you're like, I just thought, oh no, like that's always a reaction of us on the road being like, oh, hey, I'm going to go do this. And then like, if you want to invite people, yeah, do you guys want to come with? Are you guys good? I mean, yeah. like, it's just like a reaction. And then we were just like, no, Jeff, fucking go spend the no. Just go spend there with your family. It's fine. Well, Jeff's a sweet guy. He's oh, he's, Jeff's great. He's he's got his manners. He's so did his brother kind. come? Was he playing for the Rangers or no? The uh, Devils. Oh, okay, yeah. So so they were playing Newark, right? And then we trained over Newark, and, and he trained. got traded this year. Yeah. Okay. So the goalie for the New Jersey Devils. This is the only hockey reference story I have. We were doing uh, Crash My Playa. Oh, uh, Luke Bryan. He does a thing in oh, yeah, Cancun. Yeah. It so looks we, like a shit show every year. It is. Yeah. We did that in January, which AKA six years ago is what it feels like. Anyway, they have the main resort where everyone that goes and pays a bunch of money stays and they will never be able to have that event again. And because everybody will get COVID immediately, but th- they put the artists and bands and crews were in a separate hotel, uh, just right resort right down the road. There was hardly anybody there. It was awesome. You yeah. Know, open bars. They were all having a good time. We're at the bar one afternoon and there was a very attractive woman that walked by and it was, she was noticed. And a couple of the guys were like, wow, she's really pretty. I'm sure. We said it just like that. <laughs> and the guy she was with was the goaltender for the New Jersey devils. And they ended up being from the same hometown. I mean, this, she was a knockout. He comes over to introduce himself. Uh, our steel player, who's Canadian, uh, was up at the bar. Oh, he's probably up, freaking out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he knew. Yeah, and they ended up talking. We're like, geez, Justin sure up at that bar for a long time. They come over. And when you saw the two of them, like, you know, most guys, I for sure did. You did. We marry up, you know, nobody. Yeah. That's how it works. This guy was like, oh, you know, gosh, it doesn't, he doesn't seem quite good looking enough to, to be with this girl. And then he, he smiled. He had like four teeth knocked out <laughs> and it, they were on there. It was the all-star break. So he yeah. had played, he had arrived the day before, like they played a game the night before. And then he got there and he had just gotten his teeth knocked out that night before. So the, and they ended, up, they ended up being super cool. And he's nice. like, yeah, next time you guys are in New Jersey, come out to a game. Yeah. I said, I'll see you in three years. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh All right, let's go on to pod. Damn it! Uh, oh, who would boy. like to start first? Uh, Let me go first. I have two brief ones. Okay. Are those, brief are those ones. pod? Damn it! Yes, I have. I have a two-part pod. Damn it! Uh, we discussed this earlier. Maybe we did. I can't remember. We were going to tape yet. Uh, this is a pod. Damn it! Open letter to Sean Payton, head coach for the New Orleans Saints. Oh, dude, oh, dude, like, I think I might put the Jimmy Fallon, a uh, thank you note. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Sean Payton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taysom Hill. I don't ever want to see him on the field when the game's on the line in a situation where I just, I, here's the thing. Taysom Hill is a great athlete. I think we can all agree that he's kind of a freak. He, nobody knew who he was. Came out of BYU. Had some great success with him early on. He's now... There, there are people in 31 other teams whose job, who get paid millions of dollars to scheme for, for those very situations. The word is out. He has, he has limited capabilities. He, he's kind of a jack of all trades. He's not really great at any of them. Please don't give him the ball in situations where you're depending on the best player on your field to get you a first down and you give it 
to that guy. Please stop that. Alvin Kamara just you have you have two great running backs. You have Alvin Kamara, you've got Latavius Bryant. Can we please use them? Dude, that was my first pod damn it about not giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Trying oh, to get that's that right. It was. One. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Same same situation. It's, it's like you are getting paid millions of dollars to win football games. Why are you going to trust a guy that sees a ball once a game? It's just, it, we could, and I've said this before, we could do a podcast. We could do a series of podcasts on the absolute asinine, dick-brained decisions these guys make. From I'm talking like general managers, owners down to coaches. It's it's just it on. It's like give the ball to Camara because you know what they're they're ready for him. They know when he gets the ball. There's only a couple. You know they're either going to throw it to him in the flat or they're going to hand it off. They're going to you know maybe they'll do a little play action or something. But it's like, but you're still dealing with like the best elite athlete on the field. Taysom Hill is not that guy. Please quit giving him the fucking ball. End of rant. Okay, my second. Part of the pod, damn it. Oh, wait, hold on. Um, so do you know where Sean Payton like got his hubris from? Where he got his hubris from? Yeah. Well, like just in terms of him trying to outthink everybody. I don't know. It's like once that onside kick he made in the Super Bowl. Oh, like yeah. once second half onside kick. After that, it just seems like he's just like, yeah, yeah we're going to open up the mastermind. Let's yeah, go. It's, it, and it's like, dude, that stuff works. It, it, you picked your moments and it worked. That And I want that's the, the Sean Payton. I want the like 2009 Sean Payton back, you know, that's that 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 uses his, you know, those moments. Now it's like, dude, it's, it's just not funny. It's not cute. I think, I can't remember. It's my sister or my, my nephew that nicknamed Taysom Hill, the boyfriend, you know, you got it. Boyfriends, boyfriends got to see his snaps. That's that's Sean's boyfriend. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm just done. I'm done seeing that guy on the field. I'm just absolutely fucking over it. All right. I'm sorry to sidetrack you. Second one. Um, first thing I read this morning. Now this, this hasn't been, this hasn't been reported in any like legitimate major news outlets as far as I, up until like an hour or so ago when we started this. But the first thing I read this morning is that Miles Brennan, the quarterback for LSU, and uh, the, you know the report of this may be a little overblown as far as the, the, the sheer number of uh, of threats. But I read somewhere it was like a it was like a I think it was a like twenty four seven sports blog for the Florida Gators. He received over uh, or close to or over 400 death threats. Now, this is not the first time these fucking idiot brained LSU fans. And I, I am an LSU fan. have been all my life and I don't consider myself one of these people, obviously, and I don't condone it, but this isn't the first time this has happened. This happened last year with Travis Etienne's mother, the Texas game. I believe Tom Herman and his family and some of the Texas players were receiving threats everything from like text messages to, you know, uh, DMS on Twitter, you know, we all know about the Tim Tebow incident. Immediately. I started thinking back about almost 30 years ago, LSU had some really shitty football teams. Curly Hallman was our coach. Oh, even saying his name, I feel like he's Beetlejuice. If I say his name, he's going to pop back up. Curly. Do you like Curly Hallman? I mean, God, how do you get that nickname? So Curly. terrible, but Jamie Howard, who, who now lives in Baton Rouge and has a pretty, pretty good, uh, sports talk show. Um, was the quarterback and he uh, Hallman kept him in the game after he like threw three interceptions. He ended up throwing six interceptions against Auburn in this one game. It, it, it's stupefying to think that you would leave a kid in the game that long. Um, and he received, you know, back then this is pre-internet day. So somebody probably found his phone number in the, the, the you know, the school uh, book or something like that. Start. It's just, I cannot understand the thinking behind wanting to do that. 
this is a human, this is a human being. He's playing football. It's not, you know, it's like, were the Cincinnati fans, you know, jumping into Joe's being, you know, DMS on Twitter and, and, and piling up on him after, you know, getting beat or excuse me, getting tied on Sunday. No, they weren't (laughs) LSU fan. I I used to think Alabama fans were the worst. and, And I think every, I think every team college fans are just, I remember going at a very early age with my grandfather. He had a uh, season tickets, to LSU games and walking in that stadium for the first time. And I just, it just set something inside me on fire. I was just like, I love this. I, 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 the community of it. Now granted he sat for years. He had tickets like on the 25 yard line on the opposing team side. And there were families that had season tickets for years and years. So we got to know all these people you know, it was people that he, that he knew in the community for years. So everybody kind of grew up. And then I remember when I was in high school, I took a girl on a date to go see, I think it was LSU, Florida state. And I was like, I didn't, my, my grandparents had, had moved on. So they didn't have the tickets anymore. So I went and sat in every part of the section, another section in the stadium. And it was like fucking apocalypse. Now I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And I've tried to defend these people because I'm from there, but I'm, I'm just done doing it. This is, you know, I'm sure at some point it'll come out and it'll be reported in other, you know, reputable news outlets. But if this is true, and it probably is, I, I just, it's a game. We all love football. It's like, we're, you know, we spend how many hours a day, a week do we spend watching football and we get together, we do this podcast. We love the game, but it's like my happiness doesn't, you know, my, doesn't live in the balance of whether my teams win or lose. Yeah, I get really pissed. I was fucking furiated the other night after that Saints loss. But LSU lost some of the best players they've ever had, 14 of them, starters. They've got a quarterback who is 21 years old, I think 20, 20, 21 years old, hasn't started a fucking football game since high school. He's replacing Joe Burrow, arguably the best quarterback that may have ever played one single season in the NCAA in its history. We lost our best defensive player, for that game, he had to go to the hospital. He had some kind of allergic reaction. Singletary was out. I mean, uh, Stingling. Why do I want to call him Singletary every time? So give the give the guy some grace. You know, it's not it's not the national championship team showing up. Now, granted, you know when, Le- when Mike Leach is coming into your house, you know you're going to get Mike Leach. And they yeah. did dude through for 630 yards on him. Jeez. It was it was a bad, embarrassing loss at home. But it's like at the end of the day, it's still a fucking loss. Like you're going to lose games. This isn't the same team. Have some empathy, have some perspective. I, I just, now the number of death threats, it, it doesn't matter. If it's 400 or four, it doesn't matter. You don't threaten someone's life. You just don't. I just fuck these people. I used to think the Alabama fans were the worst. I'm done believing that. I ashamedly I, I admit LSU fans are the fucking worst sports fans ever. And I'm, and I'm ashamed and proud to admit it because now I can move on with my life. End of rant. Wow. That's tough to follow. Yeah, I know. I actually have a couple notes on Rob's pod, damn it. The, when he started, when he was talking about Peyton and not giving the ball, giving the ball to your star players, Rob, when you said, please stop doing that, killed me because like that, you sounded like a, uh, a parent with a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> you were very calm. You were like, that's why we have these, you know, these, these star athletes and we have these other players. Please stop doing that. And it I feel very, like it was very reasonable. I feel like it's like, it's like one of the assistants have to, has to come like Dennis Allen or somebody has to come over to him and like take that section 
of that gigantic laminated, you know, play sheet that he has and just take the, the Taysom Hill <laughs> corner and just cut yeah. it out. Yep. Just stop it. Yeah. He's not affecting games anymore. They I, figured I him agree. out. There are, like I said, there are people that have been paid millions of dollars to figure out that little white and they have from Utah and they figured him out. Yeah. Move on. Yep. Uh, and quick, did I, I can't remember if I told the story. I won't tell the whole story, but we met miles. Brandon, did I, did I talk about that on this podcast? No, no, we got to go see, it was the one we got to go see, uh, the LSU played in Baton Rouge, got to go tour the football facility. That's when, uh, I know I told this story when Ed, Coach or, o. yeah, he was like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to throw the heat. Anyway, miles Brennan was the, person along with the trainer showing us around and about halfway through he looked like he's nine super nice kid <laughs> i said i actually asked i said so do you work here like on the on the staff and he said i play football and i said oh what position is like, oh quarterback such a nice kid so it was kind of awesome to to see him playing on tv and having obviously massive shoes to fill that's look, crazy. And look, People I, should be ashamed of themselves. It's, it's yeah, ridiculous. Like look, he didn't have a great game. You know, he, he's got some things to work on, but the guy hasn't started a football game since high school. And obviously he's got a great arm. His, his footwork is not that great, but he's also having to run around the field because he, he's, you know, the, he does, it's not the same team. Like understand that this is, this is not Alabama. We're not reloading like that team does every year. Just give the kids some grace. They're kids. Yeah, and, kids. Yep. And plus the fact this is like the 2020 COVID season too, to where it's just yeah, like, absolutely. I, and, yeah. like, I, mean, I didn't even address that. That that was definitely on the list. It's like, come on, this yeah, is the everybody this is should the, get a pass. This is yeah. the wrong season to be pulling that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, and, and again, they can't. You know, again, I don't know if it was 400. It might have been an overblown report. Even it's, if it's one, it's even if it's one, one too many. It, it's one too many. Just. No death threats. Yeah, no death threats. Just think about if somebody did that to your daughter or your son, like how pissed you would be. All right, here's my pod, damn it. <laughs> the Denver Broncos are going through a historic run on injuries, much like nothing I've ever seen in all the years I've been cheering for this football team. So much so that I actually, um, I got a couple stats to share with you because this is the kind of stuff that makes me feel better. I can say it to you guys into this podcast when I, say it to my wife. She just leaves the room. <laughs> so it wasn't enough. Oh, football injury gods. It wasn't enough to take Von Miller out. Arguably one of the top three best defensive players in the league, the heart and soul of that defense wasn't enough for him to get a freak ankle injury on the last play of the last practice of the year, not in pads. So this is where, this is what the Broncos are dealing with right now. After losing uh Cortland Sutton and Jarrell Casey, which I found out yesterday. Torn they, peck. How do you play? I'm sorry. How do you play through do you a torn play, peck? God. That is yeah. unbelievable. Because I've heard that's like on the top three, like most painful yeah. injuries. Massive torn muscle is $13 million. Uh, he's making $13 million a year. Huge free agent signing from, from the, uh, from the Titans. So the Broncos are without every single pro bowler on their defense is out for the year. So God. right off the bat. And, and, and part of this pod, damn it is this is going to, this has moved past, this is past next man up. You know, everybody coaches love to, hey man, injury's part of the game, next yeah. man up. No, 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 listen to this, okay? This, this is the amount of money that the Broncos, I told you I went deep on this one. <laughs> I saw the look <laughs> you, on Kyle's you, you face, it's like, my God. This is the amount of money that the Broncos of their, I think the salary cap is like 170, 170, 175 million. The Broncos have almost $54 million 
of their salary cap is on IR. Okay. Compared to their opponents this year, the Titans 3.6 million, the Steelers 3.18 million and the Bucks 2.9 million. Okay. Uh, where'd you find these numbers at? Uh, Broncos uh, uh, sports writers are tweeting it. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. Gotcha. And then to close my pod, damn it, that has made me here on September 29th, essentially come to terms with the fact that the season for the most part is lost. Are you raising the white flag? Uh, I'm not raising the white flag and you will never hear me say tank for Trevor. Yeah. That's, which, yeah. which, which makes my I actually went off. I started a separate Twitter account because mine is private, but a separate Twitter account to just go back and forth with fans. And I went off a bit on this one dude. Cause he's like fire away, fire Fangio tank for Trevor. I'm like, first of all, that whole tank for thing is, is, is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, once in, once in a, once in a lifetime, once in a generation, they cool. say that every year about somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. So ask Joe Burrow how he feels about his once in a lifetime, you know, how, how he's operating, trying to stay alive behind that offensive line. It's ridiculous. Okay. This is what, this is what Denver is dealing with. QB one out indefinitely running back one out indefinitely wide receiver one out for the year starting right tackle opted out for COVID. That's his right. His replacement IR as of this morning, defensive end IR another defensive end out indefinitely another defensive end IR Von Miller IR two more linebackers IR top two cornerbacks IR. So when you see that you guys, I mean, there were people that were playing for the Denver Broncos against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I saw two defensive linemen that I had never seen before play. I didn't even know who they were. One guy got called up from the practice squad that didn't even really play in training camp. And I was like, who is that guy? I'm watching it with my buddy. I mean, that is how bad it is. So in summary, my pod damn it is it's, sucks so freaking bad injury here and there people can overcome it the 49ers are dealing with the same thing yeah when you have that many injuries to your absolute star players you can't win you can't you can't win consistently and this year now for the broncos is going to be all about when he returns from his injury finding out what what drew Locke can actually do and if he's the answer and lastly backup quarterbacks in the nfl there's a freaking reason why they are backup quarterbacks. Blake Bortles. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Jeff Driscoll. Yeah. You know, uh, Brett Rippon. You, you, you can't have, you may have a guy come in off the bench and he looks good for a couple couple quarters. It's like Rob was saying, there's, there's coordinators that make millions of dollars a year and their job is to watch tape mm-hmm. and figure out what doesn't work. It's, it's the same thing with Taysom Hill. Yeah. Oh, and that cute, how that kind of worked. Let's there, not ever let that happen. Again. Yeah. I don't I, <laughs> against us. The Green Bay coaching staff and defensive staff, they weren't surprised by anything that Sean paid. Whoa, whoa. And a different number seven is coming in. He's not the, he's kind of a quarterback. What's this guy going to do? It's like when the wildcat worked for like a week. Yeah. Remember that? And everybody tried to run it. Yep. So let's adjust Broncos fans. I know it's just me that'll listen to it. It's a Broncos fan. <laughs> <laughs> I will still cheer my heart out. Every week, Kyle, don't don't text me fantasy stuff, dude. I during I, the game. No, I didn't, I'm just did I? no. I, you did a good job this yeah. week, but there's many weeks left. I'm just <laughs> and the game's on a Thursday night, so I want to give you the heads up. That oh, being right. said, if Denver doesn't beat the Jets, you guys may be doing. Uh, I'm not even watching that garbage. You, you guys may be doing me. Madden Summerall two man. 
two man pod next next week. Yeah, just let us know if you want us to send over a uh, police officer just to do a wellness check on uh is on this, Thursday. Is this the I week? Might, <laughs> is this the week you're batching it? It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. We need to watch the football this week. Sunday. I mean, I'm coming over. Let me see what I have going on. Yep. I'm just watching. Me just and, watching football. Me and some El Pollo Publixo are coming over. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. All right. The publics, please, please. I, I want to respond to your, to your, to your pod. Damn it. Two things. You should, you should have got the Bonkos hat. Cause I think that would have been perfect for this year. Second, uh, what is going on with dinner? I mean, is I, I, here's my theory. There's not enough people flying. So there's not enough people going in and out of Denver airport. So Lucifer is not getting his <laughs> essence that he steals from the souls that I, pass his gaze. I didn't know where you were going with is, this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. I think he's taking it out on the on the Boncos, man. I think that's what's uh that's my supernatural take on this. True. I think Lucifer is not getting his Did I tell his, you guys that my 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 brother Jason, shout out to my brother Jason who last Wednesday texted, I think the pod was uploaded maybe an hour or two later than normal and yeah. asked where it was. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like super stoked that he loves it so much and he said why do they keep did I, did I tell you guys why why do they keep saying calling them the Boncos? He, uh, he was like, why, oh, really? do, why, do, why do they always keep saying that? He's like, I don't <laughs> like it. I'm like, well, I told him the story about, he goes, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. So we got a, we got at least one devoted. We got one. Yeah. My sister, she's a big devoted listener as well. Great. And cool. my mother's now had, she's got her first smartphone and I was informed by my sister that she now has a podcast app and, she, and she, I was like, great. After last week when I said the fucking F word. <laughs> Well, 28 well, times in a, in a couple sentences. Well, same because now I feel bad. I'm uh, Miss Mitchell. I'm I'm very sorry. My name's Kyle, and I would like to apologize for my language. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's all your, your fault son. too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or right, watch what? Oh, go ahead. Oh no, just one note on on the on the Denver airport. This is this is way inside baseball. But um, uh, okay. Like if you had your eyes closed and you uh took in a scent, uh, could you like name the Denver airport just from the stench? Well, I mean, like not stench, like just like the uh, very yes, absolutely. It, I've been in that airport a ton, but I same. know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah. like that's always a Southwest hub, and a bunch of country artists always fly through there on yep. on on connections anyway. And seriously, like it seems like you're in the Denver airport like 30 times a year, and like I could just get off the airplane and smell, be like, yep, we're Denver in Denver. Airport. Like I have yep. no idea what that smell is, like what they're yeah. pumping through the AC, but but yeah, whatever it is, it injures football players. Yeah, <laughs> it does. I hate that airport. I hate the way that it's set up. The you know, you have those massive people movers, but the, the area that you have to walk between like where they have the seats that are up against them and where the departure gates are. Yeah. So narrow and people just congregate. Yeah. And it's like, I, I just, it's like, I'm not OJ Simpson in a Hertz commercial. I'm not going <laughs> to jump over you. Like get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Sorry. And I, plus I always seem like every time we're in the airport, I, I have to walk like five miles in like 20 minutes to get anywhere. Here's my secret though, about the Denver airport. I discovered a couple of years ago. Is there a tram there that goes back? No, no, because they just have the moving side. The tram yeah, just, they just takes the, you to baggage. Yeah, yeah it oh, just yeah. takes you to baggage. Uh, there, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird, but it has become my new go-to when I lay over there. There's a crepes restaurant, and it is fantastic. It's really? Like a, it's like is a, it in it, the Southwest? Yeah, uh, it's like C28 or 34 okay. or something like that. It's fantastic. It's like the best. I, I just discovered it one day, and it was like, it's unbelievable. So if that's, you love crepes and you hate flying, and you're Denver. That's good to know there. because food- in that airport is, is yeah. pretty rough. Well, there's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I've never, yeah. There's that Mexican place by that McDonald's that I've, I keep eating there thinking like, maybe it's not that bad. And it's, here's $24 for a gross burrito on a, on a, on a styrofoam plate. Is that the one with the bar? That's kind of yes. right there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've sat there and had like 
shitty quesadillas, but yeah, it's not like a, a $10 dose of keys. Yeah. Pint. It's just like, yeah, terrible. Yeah. Um, Go for it. What do you uh, got, Kyle? My pod, damn it. I, I hate to say, but I, uh, sporting wise, I really don't have anything because no, your team's won. Yeah. My team and, is and won. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Panthers. What's that feel like? Super- <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. My pod, damn it. Is you saying that about your pod, damn it. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, the Panthers surprised me, beat the chargers. Don't know how that happened. They went out West and won. have no idea why I, I didn't see any of the highlights. How did Teddy look? Cause I love me some Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I mean, he was a lot better than last week. That's, yeah. that's for damn okay. sure. But, uh, yeah, a Panthers won. uh, the old app state Mountaineers beat the Campbell camels mm. um, in, a, in a, in a tough in a scrum. It was like, is that, is that really their mascot? Yeah. The, the camels, the camels, the camel, okay. camels. Um, so yeah, old app state won. Like it got really dicey though. At halftime, I think the score was like 19 to 14. So I'm like, we should be kicking the shit out of Campbell right now. But yeah, they pulled it out 50 something to 20 something. So that was great. We have the Raging Cajuns this week. Mm, so so I'm going to watch that one. That yeah, would be a good one. Maybe we can have Tracy on so we can talk some shit here soon. Um, but yeah, App State won. Uh, both my fantasy teams won, which was great. I had Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson going against each other last night. Uh, Lamar played terribly. Uh, which also, uh, like I saw a really funny tweet that said, can someone tell Lamar it's not the playoffs yet? Yeah, <laughs> which is really funny. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, Oof. I won both my fancy games. Um, so like, I guess I have a personal pod. Damn it. Like home wise, my microwave broke uh, the other week or the other day. And you don't really realize uh, how much you use a microwave, especially with uh, a almost two year old daughter on on a daily basis. So we had to buy a new uh, like over the range microwave. It's not just one that you can just buy to sit on the counter because we're classy like that. Yeah. So yeah, the microwave broke my uh, lustrous above ground pool outside is still leaking. I did not fix the leak that I dove into. It's the worst. Um, I have the flex seal tape. I dove in. Yep. Joe, we've talked about Isn't this. It, it's so hard to stay at the bottom of the pool Yo, to put it down. Dude, like my well, wife makes fun of me all the time that, now because she was out there and like, I was just like, no, I and do like, she just kept laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing at? And she's just like, you, you just keep floating to the oh, top. And it look, yeah. The girls would, and, and Bryn would watch me and would laugh because you, you it, it sounds until you've done it. You're like, what's the problem? You go to the bottom of the pool and you just did you guys not and, like take science physics classes. You, I mean, you I, need some ballast. Uh, friends. Yeah, you need to weight that shit down. Yeah, we yeah. know. Well, I mean, like I actually almost got my cross fist, my CrossFit vest out of the uh, garage and just, and just hooked that on me so I can sink to the bottom. I like cross fist better. Cross fist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, plus also like, why did I want to start a podcast when I really can't talk allegedly to begin with half the time? Anyway, I have no idea. But yeah, my pool is still leaking, so we're going to have to just let it drain and get a new liner next year. So I'm just waiting on the third thing to really fuck up in the house because, you know, everything always happens in threes. So I'm just waiting on the third thing to uh, just, you know, just one more thing to pay, pay for, I guess. Keep us posted. At least money's flowing right now. Yeah. uh, Stay tuned. So that, yeah, I'll make a huge announcement about it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure App State will get their ass kicked this week by the Raging Cajuns because we still look terrible on defense. Offense is not moving the ball. I'm sure the Panthers will just go back to their losing ways. Who do the Panthers have this week? I have no idea. Is okay. it Brady? Is it Tampa Bay? I can't even remember who. I'm, I'm still brooding over the Saints loss. I can't even forget, remember who they're playing. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Broncos, Jets, Seahawks, Dolphins, Jags, and Bengals. Yeah, that should be a fun one. Oh, should we play the Cardinals? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're probably going to lose. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yes, that's my really shitty pod damage of the week. So I don't know. Really have nothing that I'm 
too upset about. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it. Okay. You, you're, you're listening to one more pass. Thanks for enjoying. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's this week's episode. Uh, heck, <laughs> we restart that. All right. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> and that wraps up this week's episode. You can follow us at one more pass on Instagram and on Twitter at one more pass. Go raid review, subscribe five star rating on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And uh, Rob, Joey, do you have anything to uh, say to our loyal listeners? Yeah. Don't make death threats and uh, don't play Taysom Hill. Joey, Vic Fangio, if you're listening, please do whatever, it, whatever. And I mean, whatever it takes to beat the New York Jets on Thursday night. I, I'm not sure I can make it through to, you, to, you, to start 0-4 again and to lose to the Jets. Because you know your, your Seattle bros are, are sharpening the knives already. Oh, they're they're ready. Yeah. Yeah, they're ready. They're already they're ready authoring and editing text they're going to send to you. Yeah. Send to you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you all next week. See Maybe. <laughs> Joey might see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>